everyone. Carrie Beck here from Homeschool Coffee Break, where we help you stop the overwhelm so you can take a coffee break. And today, that's exactly what we're talking about, is how do we reduce that overwhelm? It's the beginning of a new school year, and we want to help you. I want to give you some practical ideas of things that I did. If you don't know, I have three adult children. We homeschooled for 10 years. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom and a work-at-home mom. I did all sorts of things. So I made a lot of mistakes, but then I did some things too that worked really well. So what I want to do today is give you seven simple steps to help you organize your homeschool and reduce that overwhelm. So we are going to dive right into it. But before we do, I forgot, um, You, if you have not subscribed to this channel, please go find the subscribe button and subscribe. I want to be able to get this out to as many people as possible so that people can avoid my mistakes and do something better. And y'all can have a better life in your family and your homeschool as well. All right. Now let's dive in. We're going to start at number seven, sort of do y'all even know who David Letterman is? I don't even know if he's around anymore, but David Letterman used to do the top 10 and he go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. So that's what we're going to do. Number seven going down because the most important is last. I'll just give you a clue. Goals and priorities. You're probably hearing a lot about that because January comes around and we have all our New Year's resolutions. And so we've got, I'm going to have this resolution and goals and priorities and all this stuff. And then it doesn't happen because you start and two weeks later, it's not happening. I do still believe that goals are important and especially in your homeschool. Without a vision, the people perish. Without goals, your homeschoolers, you're going to be overwhelmed. But you're going to make bad decisions. You're going to follow your friends instead of following God. So it is so important that, first of all, you have a vision, a long-term vision of where you're headed. For our family, it was that our kids would grow up to be able to, let's see if I can, to think critically and biblically to make wise decisions for God, to lead well. That was one of our biggest things. I have it written down a little bit better, and I usually can just spout it off, but I couldn't for a moment. Um, we want our kids to grow up to be Christian leaders who would lead instead of follow. And in order to do that, oh, that's what it is, to be able to think biblically and critically to make wise decisions. I knew there was a little twist to it. We want them to everything that they did. We want to put those uh, lenses of the Bible on and make their decisions based on the Bible. And so that was our overall marching theme. So if there was something that came along and it didn't fit under there, we didn't need to do it. Now, if it were fun and the kids wanted to do it, we might talk about it. But you need to stick to your vision and then make goals. And right now, I would just make some goals from now until May. What is that, five months? Just make a five-month goal. Make one for each of your kids. Write it down. Keep it by wherever you work, by your laptop or by your desk or kitchen or wherever you're going to see it every day. Keep that there. One. Don't make a whole bunch. Just one for each child. Maybe one family goal. Um, but you need to stick to it. And that can get rid of all the excess things that you don't really need to be doing. Admit, and then when something's not working, admit it and move on. So we do need to have goals and we need to have priorities and get rid of the things that are not really fitting your goals. So that's number seven. Number six, get ready. Get offline. Yeah, I said it. Get offline. Maybe not completely because I can't even get offline. When I take a fast from uh, 
media. I take a fast from social media because I still have to get online and I actually have to get on Facebook for business, but I'm not scrolling. I am not taking this phone and scrolling every day. And I'm going to tell you what, I had a lady tell me, or we heard this at church and that she actually um, quit social media for two weeks. And the first three days she read a novel. When you get offline, you quit comparing yourselves. You stop trolling. You quit browsing Pinterest. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to have some extra time and you will not be overwhelmed anymore. So that would be one thing to really quit comparing. And that will reduce your stress tremendously. Number five, schedule. Have a schedule of something. Your kids need routines. They will do better with boundaries. So you need routines and schedules. We broke our days into mornings and afternoons, um, school year and summer. And so I didn't, it wasn't like, okay, from nine o'clock to 9.30, we did this. It was a very loose routine. I will include a link to my blog post on our schedule and how we came up with it. But generally, we started our day with Bible at breakfast time, doing our family devotions. We would get ready and then we would have family time. This always included a read aloud book. And if we didn't get anything else done but that and our life fell apart, I was happy. Then we had time after morning time and the kids had different things they were studying, but pretty much we were finished with school, even in high school, by lunchtime. Yes, by lunchtime. Now, they may work independently after lunch. I was working independently after lunch, but we made it, we wanted to make sure that we um, we finished. If you are going from eight o'clock to five o'clock in homeschooling, something is not working. You need to take a step back and admit it's not working and find a, a new solution to whatever it is you're doing. So have some sort of schedule. And if you have a schedule that can reduce your overwhelm because you know what you're doing it, just like whenever I would make meal plans, that would reduce my overwhelm because, you know, they eat breakfast. What's for lunch? You eat lunch. What's for dinner? And so I didn't have to create something every night. I had a plan. And so it's the same thing with homeschooling. So goals and priorities, get offline, schedule. Number four, combine your subjects as much as possible. Combine your subjects and combine your ages. Let all your kids learn together. That's why we had family time. That was our Bible time. That was our art appreciation, music appreciation time. That was our speech, read aloud, poetry time. There were so many things and it was our reading and it was narration. There were all sorts of things that we did during that morning time. And so I think it's really important. We could do all of that together. There were other, we actually did history study. We would review our history um, once a week during that time. If they were doing a Bible study, we could do that during the time. We learned hymns during that time. We did a wide variety of things. So Combine your subjects. I also not just combine my ages, but I combine subjects. So we would combine maybe writing with history and maybe even some music and art with history, reading with history. We did a lot centered on history. Now, I know there's some that don't really go along with it, but even science, when we're studying the Middle Ages, the Reformation, the Renaissance, there was a lot of scientific discovery, and you could use that for your science as well. It is really easier than you think. I actually have a, a unit study toolkit that you, I'll put a link to that if you're interested in knowing how you can combine all those subjects. So, that is combining it. So we want to start with goals. Let's start at the top, goals and priorities. And I completely forgot to tell you. 
Next month, we have our Life Skills Leadership Summit. There will be a Life Skills track, and there will be people talking more in depth on goals, priority, vision, and things like that. So we have goals and priorities, get offline, scheduling. We got that in Life Skills Leadership Summit too. How do you get organized and scheduling? Combining unit studies. Now, love of learning and tools of learning. Speaking of Life Skills Leadership Summit, I'm so excited. We are going to have the best speakers. But we have our Life Skills track. We have our leadership track. And it will include leadership ideas, but tools of learning and love of learning so that your kids will lead and love learning for a lifetime. So number three is a love of learning and the tools of learning. We're going to talk about it right now, but you can dive deep into it in our life skills leadership. And I'll have a link to where you can get on the wait list and get sort of, I think we even have a little free resource if you get on the wait list. Um, so the tools of learning, let's just talk about learning for a minute. Liberal education is really part of leadership education. And y'all are going, oh, no, I'm not going liberal. What is liberal education? It means that we are liberated from our teacher. We are freed from our teacher. Our kids no longer need a teacher because they have the tools of learning and love of learning. Isn't that cool? That's what I wanted for my kids. And I will tell you, even the ones that didn't like to read, they're all readers now. So there is hope. All right. Um, so love of learning. I think it is so important that we give our kids those tools of learning um, and we give them things like, I mean, besides just how to read and how to do math and that kind of thing, we need to go deeper into that. We need to give them critical thinking skills. Another part of leadership, our leadership trap, critical thinking skills, biblical thinking skills, decision making. Those are all things that we need to be teaching our kids, not just math, and reading and writing and that kind of thing. When it comes to love of learning, if you love learning, they're going to love learning. More is caught than taught. And so you need to be modeling all of these things as well. So we have goals and priorities, get offline, scheduling, routines, combining your subjects so you don't have as much to plan. I didn't even say that. If you, if you do a lesson plan, for every child, for every subject, and you have seven different subjects and three kids, that is 21 lesson plans per day times seven days is what? A whole bunch, over 140, 147. You don't need that. Combine it all together so kids are doing things together and the subjects go together as well. So combine the subjects, love of learning. Number two, build relationships. Enjoy your kids. This is probably one of the this should be one of your priorities. Enjoy your kids while you're homeschooling. Play with them. Have family nights together. Eat dinner together. If you walk away from here and this is the only thing you walk away with, I would be happy. Eat a meal together every single day. Ours was dinner. Now, when we were homeschooling, we ate all three meals together, but we ate dinner together. And sometimes it was at five, sometimes it was at eight. But it was so important. Did you know that the number one research shows the number one indication that a child will be successful academically is eating dinner together? I'll find the study and I'll put it in the show notes. But seriously, eat dinner together. That is good. I know that's one reason our kids have such great relationships. We spent time together as well. And it was unstructured. We didn't plan, okay, at dinner, we're going to do this, this, and this. We just enjoyed each other. All right. So 
priorities and goals. I gotta look at my list again. Um, get offline, scheduling, combining the subjects, love of learning and tools of learning, building relationships. But the most important thing that I think to stop the overwhelm is be still. Be still and listen to God. Be still and be in the presence of God. Be still. He will show you what to do. Get rid of all that excess, all the activities you don't really need to be doing just to keep up with the Joneses, just because you think they're doing all this stuff and their life is probably falling apart behind the scenes and you don't even know it. Be still. That is hard in our society. We are a busy society. You need to model this. And I believe when you model being still, it will simplify your life. It will simplify your kids. Model your priorities. All of life is education. It's not just during the homeschool time, right? Be still and listen to God. You are modeling something. What are you modeling? Are you modeling that you are actually listening to God? You know, I was really an adult when I realized this. You know, relationship with God is reading the Bible and praying and listening. And I didn't listen. I just did those two things and went on my life. We need to teach our kids how to have a relationship with God and be still before him. Pray, find time that you can be with God in the presence of him. In the presence of the Lord is joy. And if you have joy, that's going to suck that overwhelm away. It does stop that overwhelm and reduce the stress. It may not all the problems disappear, but your mental attitude, your heart, your soul can have a different attitude. Find time to be with God. That is most important. Find time then to be with God as a family. This can truly help you stop the overwhelm, reduce the overwhelm that you are experiencing right now. Hey, if y'all have any other ideas, leave a comment if there's a place to leave a comment. Otherwise, I am praying that this encourages you especially starting 2024, that you can get rid of the overwhelm and enjoy your homeschool, enjoy your kids and simplify your life. Hey, I'm Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Break. We'll talk to you next time.